Happy Monday, friends! You still have time to enter the raffle to win Jasmine Frank's new book, In the Waiting. It is super easy to enter. All you have to do is send me an email. Send it to Vanessa at bodysoulandmind.info and all you have to write is, I'm listening. Okay? So if you do that and let me know that you are listening to this podcast, then I will enter you in the raffle to win this new book. It is a phenomenal book. I adore it. It is one of the best devotional books I've ever done in my whole life, honestly. So if you would like to win a copy of that, or if you just want to help me out and let me know who you are, I would be so grateful because I really want to know who my listeners are so I can connect with you even better. Welcome friends to a brand new season of the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast. It's fall, my favorite, and I have an amazing lineup of guests for you. I'm confident that these beautiful souls will bless your life like they have mine. I have 11 incredible episodes to share with you, plus a few extra that weren't originally on my lineup, and I know you will love them. I'm so blessed that God brought each and every one of these authentic people to my podcast and into my life. Let's dive in. Inside today's podcast, I have with me Becky Gonzalez. She is a writer, fitness enthusiast, and instructor. She loves to read, watch movies, and spend time with her family. Thank you so much for being here, Becky. Thank you so much for having me, Vanessa. It's been fun chit-chatting with you before this. Yeah. yeah. I've liked our conversation already. <laughs> we, have a lot, we have a lot in common. I love <laughs> that. Perfectionists and just beyond that. That's pretty cool. Yay. So you've shared with me that you're, you are, like you just said, a fellow recovering perfectionist and a people pleaser. Yes. So tell us a little bit about what that's been like. What does that look like in your life? Hmm. Wow. Well, for me in my life, the whole, um, recovering perfectionists and recovering people pleaser they've kind of been intertwined at least for me how it's worked out practically Mm -hmm. um and what it's looked like in my life it's been i've got to be honest it's been excruciating because Mm -hmm. it's been excruciating but then it's been excruciating in a good way and i'll and i'll get to that um I view perfectionism and people pleasing. And by people pleasing, I don't mean being kind to people. I mean, I am wanting to please people more than I want to please God. And I've elevated that up to here and pleasing God is forgotten about practically speaking. But I view both of those as bondage, just a prison. And it was a prison that I put myself in willingly because perfection and pleasing all the people all the time was never my burden to carry. And yet 
somewhere along the way, just the journey that God had and had has me on, on this side of eternity, I don't know. I was either taught indirectly, directly that my love or to receive love, to receive approval yeah. was dependent on my getting stuff right mm-hmm. and on my being good enough to deserve that love and deserve that approval. And that's a prison. So think about it. You're, you think that in order to deserve love and deserve approval, you've got to be perfect. You've got to be good enough. You've got to please everybody all the time. And then when you realize that's impossible, it's an impossibility because we weren't designed to do those things. What do you do? Mm -hmm. Well, if that's how I think I'm supposed to get love and approval, well, then I hide my imperfections. I lie about my imperfections. Mm -hmm. I play off my imperfections. I try and fight to the death of myself and everybody around me to make sure that I get things right and not disappoint all the people all the time. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a huge convoluted mess. Oh yeah. All the time. I think um, the reason why, I mean, you said, that you feel like the the people pleasing and the perfectionism are kind of linked. And I would say that we people please because of perfectionism. So like it's that whole earning thing. So you think, well, I have to please this person or they're not going to love me or they're not going to like me or they're, you know, they're going to think bad things about me if I don't please them. Yeah. They'll be disappointed. Yeah. And then, and the, and that goes into your perfectionism. Like, well, but I have to, I have to appear this way. I have to appear this way so that I will be accepted. So it's all about an appearance. And I know that when you're really in it and you don't know that you're doing it, like when you don't know you're a perfectionist, it just seems normal. It just seems like that's, that's just life, you know? But then when you realize what you're doing, it's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to earn love. I don't want to earn acceptance. Um, Because like you said, you realize it's not possible to please everyone. Right. There's always. We weren't designed. We weren't designed. We weren't created to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when we take on that burden that doesn't belong to us in the first place, obviously we can't live up under, we can't live with that burden weighing on us. And so, um, I mean, that's why, that's why when, when you're given eyes to see the truth, Mm -hmm. um, that brings freedom, that brings freedom because I don't have to be perfect there was one that was perfect in my place Yep, and gives me love freely mm-hmm. in Christ. So I can, I can be free. I can be who he made me to be warts and all. And that's, and that's okay. I 100% agree. Like I, I agree. I know exactly what you're saying. It makes so much sense to me again, with the eyes that can see, you know, like, that's how I feel now. Now I can see. Whereas before I was in the dark. Right. And um, 
I don't know. I forgot what I was going to say. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just go on to this next question here. Sure. So you, you know, I love that you said that your faith over fear, you know, choosing that is so important to you. Um, but doing it with honesty and integrity and faithfulness mm-hmm. to God, because that, that's the other part of it too, right? Like the honesty has to be there. It has to be there or, or you're just bond, you're putting yourself in bondage all over again. Right. Right. Yeah. It, uh, gosh, there, there's so much, like the longer I've been on the journey, AKA the older I'm getting, um, <laughs> the more I see that, um, there's a lot of fear. I mean, when you strip it all away, it, it's, it's a fear that, that holds you, uh, that holds you captive. It's that fear of letting other people down, letting yourself down, um, thinking you're letting God down by not being good enough to be, you know, to be his child. You know, you bring in all sorts of, all sorts of family dynamics into that one. And, um, I think just the freedom to be honestly who I am, not in like a, like a kind of like sit back and okay, this is who I am. This is the way God made me. So everybody's just going to need to deal with it. No, this is who God made me to be. I don't have to earn his approval mm-hmm. because I have it in Christ. Mm-hmm. And because of that, Lord, show me, show me the areas that you want me to grow in. These areas of growth, they're not like, I'm not dependent on growing in those areas to any particular level in order to be be precious to you and be there beloved you to you. Um, so it becomes, yeah, th- th- just the freedom that comes from, yeah, choosing to, to make decisions based on faith and not, and not in fear. And it, I mean, it sounds great, but the walking out of that practically is done in the midst of fighting fear. Yes. I mean, it's not like, okay, I choose faith over fear. I will never fear anything again because I know who I am in God. No, that, that's not the way it works because if, it, if that were the case, then it wouldn't be called a fight for the faith. Right. We have to, we have to be actively pursuing it and fighting. Yes. Fighting for it. I know I'm definitely fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's what you were uh, talking about at the beginning. Like it's excruciating, but it's good, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to ask you something else. Would I mean, when you say, um, I just can be who I'm supposed to be or who I am, I think there could be a lot of questions in there for people like, well, how do you know who you are, right? Because a lot of people do not know themselves. Okay. Um, they are very much like in the dark, right? The mask on, they're playing the part and they don't even realize that they're in bondage. Okay. 
So then when you say, well, who are you? I don't know. I don't don't know who I am. Okay. So would you agree with me that the way you know who you are and, and kind of receive that identity is by knowing God? Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And really digging into who God is and ultimately who he says I am. Yep. Not what, you know, the people pleasing side is looking for everybody else to tell me who I am, who I'm supposed to be at this age or at this stage of my life. Or if you're a writer, then it has to look this way. If you're a fitness instructor, then you need to look this way or it needs, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. It's no, who does God say I am? When you get to the place where his approval and opinion is what matters most, then that's what we dig hard and fast after who he says I am. And I can, I can add to that and say that when I am what I like to call in my healthy mind, right. Mm -hmm. And I know who I am in Christ and um, like, I know who he is. Like I know our relationship, that place feels better than any other thing I've ever felt. Right. Any other people accepting me it's it's different it's not this um striving hustling uh feeling it's like i like to add you know um like you know just right before this started i was like oops sorry i i forgot this oops sorry you know and i was quote unquote messing up you know oh i wasn't being professional because i forgot something right right (laughs) right um I like to add on to it like, oh, you know what? I forgot, I forgot this or I messed up this and that's okay. Right. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that I'm going to just go throughout life with the goal of messing everything up and who cares? That's not what it means. Right. It's the acceptance of God's acceptance. He's already you like you said through Christ it's a matter of falling back into that over and over and over again through every you know high and low right, right. like falling right. Into, like I like to say falling into the arms of Jesus or falling mm-hmm. into the arms of God like I just need to rest in you right now oh I, yeah. I need to be reminded I need to be filled up in who you say I am so that I, I can get back up and keep fighting and keep living the life you have planned for me to live living the plans that you have already created since before I was born. Amen. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) That's a confidence booster like no other man. (laughs) I know. Right. It always yeah. feels so good. It always like, oh, why, why did I, you know, cause it's like, it's almost like you see, you can see yourself putting the shackles back on, you know, yep. like, why am I doing this? <laughs> but then you have to say, well, I'm not perfect. I'm not Jesus. It's okay. In this life, we will struggle. Yeah. But, but God is our rock. He is the one 
who's always going to be there. And he's not like, oh, I can't believe you messed up again. He's like, yeah, what'd you learn? Okay, here's your grace. Let's keep going. Mm, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So let, let's give you some examples for you about, you know, choosing faith over fear. Can you give us a few examples of what that's looked like, how you've done that? Um, sure. Sure. Um, well, just thinking about, you know, my journey as a writer, uh, I, I've been a writer most of my life since childhood, but that faith over fear component, um, and choosing to live in faith over fear, not that the fear isn't there, but living in faith as a writer has meant that I press publish. I, I, I press publish on that blog post mm-hmm. or I submit an article for review or just, you know, whatever, whatever that writing is looking like at the moment, I am, I am sharing it mm-hmm. as God asked me to share it without fearing what the response is going to be. Because regardless of what the response is, it's what God's calling me to do. So the response is, uh, I guess it becomes irrelevant. Although, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's hard to say too, because it's like, oh, how is the response irrelevant? You know, that battle within you. Oh yeah. Um, I do know. But uh, but, yeah, that's been, that's been a a big, uh, a big part of just that, that journey as a writer, just publishing it and sharing yes the words that god gives me and so that 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 takes faith there's fear because i still have to wrestle with that fear of what will people think what will people say what will uh, 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 all that stuff yep um but yeah faith helps squash the mm-hmm. the, the the fears that bubble up so I think it would be safe to say faith is the choice it's the mm-hmm. action that you take Um, like if we're going to expand this for the listeners, you know, maybe they're not writers. I would say that what you're saying, and I agree is that in those times when you're doing something you feel called to do, right. You feel like, okay, God's put this on my heart. I'm going to do it. And then you hit a hesitation, right? There, there's a hesitant spot. Choosing faith is going, Hmm. I recognize that I'm going to do it anyway, because God told me to, and that's choosing faith. It's also choosing obedience. Right. And, um, and you're never going to regret that. Like, I just, I mean, I can tell you that in the long, you're not going to regret like, Oh man, I'm so, I'm so upset that I chose faith. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like I I've never had it happen. Right. Uh, and then, I also, this is something I've said for a long time now, just like a realization where it's like, I remind people, look, fear will always be there. It will always be there, but so will love, right? So will truth. And it's a matter of choosing it over and over and over again, instead of letting the fear win and hold you back and stop you and get you stuck. Yeah, well, perfect love casts out fear. Mm-hmm. And so that perfect love 
that complete love that we find in Christ casts out that fear. Yes. And so, as you said, love will always be there to, to meet us in the midst of the fear. So whether it's a, you know, a tough decision that you need, that you need to make, um, a difficult conversation that you have to have, mm-hmm. um, maybe it's not anything necessarily bad. Maybe it's a, a good thing, but you're still struggling with taking that step of, of faith. Yes. Um, for whatever reason, it could be a good thing. It's not always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, his love is, is there with us. He's not waiting off in the distance until we've gotten through that, that situation and okay, come on, I'm waiting for you over here. No, he's, he's right he's there with you. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, I know one of your goals is to have your book published in 2021. Yes. So I'm curious to hear a little bit about it. What's this book about? Well, um, there are actually two book drafts that I'm working on right now, as if working on one isn't hard enough. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure things out as I go. So let's just, okay, Lord, you sure this other one? Okay, fine. And we'll start, we'll start working on that one too. So the first one and the one that I've made the most progress on so far is a children's book uh, based on our rescue dog, Riley. And, um, I'm thinking the title's going to be Riley to the Rescue. I'm not not quite sure yet, but that's that's the direction that that it's heading. And um, with that book, I'm I'm into the final uh, edits process, uh, in the process of trying to find an illustrator, and then work on a proposal slash publisher uh, for that for that book. And I'm really excited about that. That's it's it's been a family project so to speak um where my kids my husband everybody's you know just been giving input and just a lot of support and encouragement for that um so that's that one mm-hmm. and then the second one uh, it's it's been on my heart longer than Riley to the rescue <laughs> but it, it, it it's a it's a bigger work um and it's i don't have a title I just okay. know, yeah, I, I just know that it has to do with, and if anybody's been following me on social media for any amount of time, you know that I love taking pictures of heart-shaped leaves, just yeah. heart-shaped things in general, but heart-shaped leaves specifically. And so um, I wanted to, to kind of look back in my journals and see, when was the first time I posted that? And what was going on in my life when I posted that? Mm-hmm. And how come I'm seeing this when I wouldn't see this before? And yeah, it's been really, it's been really great just going back through my journals and seeing the connections between my my prayers and my cries out to God, asking for eyes to see his love and to help me love others. And how those those prayers kind of coincided with my being able to all of a sudden start seeing these leaves mm-hmm. everywhere. So I don't know if it's going to be a Bible study or what it's going to be. I'm just getting stuff onto a Google Doc from my journals and seeing how chapters kind of take take shape. But that's the second one I'm working on. 
Um, I don't know about 2021 for that one, but I'm just going to keep plugging away and, and, and see. Uh, but yeah, those are the two. And what's cool is like a children's book and a nonfiction, maybe Bible study, maybe devotional, maybe <laughs> who knows whatever God's going to turn it into. But both of them are kind of under the broad theme of love mm. and how, how God's used love looking not so great to point me to his perfect love mm. and the love that never fails. Mm. And yeah, that's been, that's been kind of neat to see, okay, two different stories, but they're kind of part of the bigger, the bigger story of his love for me and how me trying to find that love in all the wrong places. Um, he actually used that to lead me to the right place, yes. which is nice. So anyway, it's been kind of cool. You know, uh, you were making me think of how a book that I started working on probably, I think two summers ago that, uh, you know, I, I stop, I keep stopping because I get all these new projects and I'm just like, well, I don't know. I'm just not really there right now. But then when I get in it, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm seeing how what I wrote, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago is very alive in my life. Like a, like a very recurring theme when yeah. I didn't even realize it. Same. I think yeah. that's really cool. Like I just, God is so good. He's, he's so good. And yeah. uh, I love how he does that, you know, Me where too. you just have these <laughs> moments and you're like, oh, oh my goodness, you knew. It's just one of those confirmations of how we, you, we know that God's all knowing, but right. when, when things like that happen, you're like, you really are, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we're on a need to know basis. Yeah. And when we need to know, he'll let us know. Exactly. And that that's a big trust thing, right? We've talked oh, about yeah. faith, but yeah. waiting on God's timing is how we get to strengthen our trust. Mm -hmm. So I love the name of your website, Grit and Grace. Yes. I really do. I, I've seen it and I'm like, oh, that's her? Oh, she's the great <laughs> grace girl? That's cool. So what was the inspiration behind that? Mm. What did you, well, how did you come up with that name? Well, it wasn't like a huge epiphany or anything like that. Uh, about a year and a half ago, the words just popped into my mind. Mm -hmm. Grit and grace. Mm-hmm. Not even sure if I saw them somewhere or God just put them on my heart. Right. And I don't know, started digging into what the words actually mean. I'm a huge, anybody that knows me knows I'm a huge word nerd and I love to know what words really mean. Not what people right. think they mean, but what like the dictionary Merriam-Webster says. Yes. They mean. So when you look at the word grit, I mean, think of it, grit, gritty, sand, tough. Um, and so I equate grit with the toughness of life, okay? Mm -hmm. That toughness of life that, that is used to develop a toughness in us, okay? Mm -hmm. a, a fortitude, a strength in us. 
And then grace is like the softer side of that component. The definition of grace is that unmerited uh, favor yes. that we receive that, that's given to us freely. Okay. And so we've got the grit, tough stuff, and the grace, which is which is the the soft tender that's lavished on us and so I kind of see both of those as the flip side of the same coin mm -hmm. and that God uses both the grit the tough stuff and the grace the tenderness his love and he uses both of those to grow us and not only does he use both of us to grow us but he uses both the grit and the grace to grow us beautifully mm -hmm. and I used to think that only the grace was allowed right. only the good stuff only the oh, the victory only the the positive stuff that's the only stuff that could be used and so those would be the things that i could share because those were the good things those were the things that would inspire and god in his kindness said no sweetheart mm -hmm. it's the grit the toughness the toughness is part of that. The, the toughness, the grit that, that, that you've been so ashamed of, the toughness that you fought right. so hard to, to hide because it wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. the, those are the very things that, that I want you to share too, because they both go together. So I, that, that's kind of the long, longish story of it. I have no idea where they came from other than, I guess I do know where they came from. He just, right words yeah no but you know what? i'm really glad that you just gave the long version if you will because that's why when i saw that name i'm like ooh, i, I loved it immediately because i got it like i was mm -hmm. like oh i get what so so i actually did get the right definition woo but hey. um no i i did get it and and i thought yeah that girl knows you know it was like she gets it mm. but when you were explaining that right now um you, you blessed me because mm. i i've actually this this week have been kind of struggling with it meaning i've been saying i mean the work of the enemy he is always trying to beat me down and sometimes you know i take a knee you know sometimes sometimes he gets me down um further than i'd like and so i was like oh, well, what is it? I literally was just saying, is the bad stuff, is the hard stuff okay? Mm. Or, you know, or, or is, are we just supposed to always be good? Does that show your glory? You know, like, and I, and I was really troubled. Like I was really upset because I just thought, just tell me, <laughs> just tell me what it is. Uh, but you see, when you're talking, I'm like, I already knew this. Like, I already knew this. And this is what I do on my page as well, is talk about real stuff. Like, look, this is hard. I don't like this, but God. Okay. And then, right. hey, God bless me in this way. You know, so it's, it's, it's about the, I'll praise him in the hard times and I'll praise him in the good times. And then when the hard times come again, I'll still praise him. It's like about that that mindset because very recently as of you know this week i was getting caught up in the lie again that 
you know, maybe, maybe it's supposed to all be bad or maybe it's supposed to all be good. You know, like which one? Because being a perfectionist, recovering perfectionist, I want to know the right way. I want to know I'm living right. I want to know that God is pleased with me. You know, I want to know. And so, you know, the enemy uses that to, to pick at me. And And it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to want to know, to, 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 I mean, to want to know if what we're doing is pleasing to the Lord. Yeah. Um, That's not, that's not a bad thing. Right. Um, But just being able to, to answer that, that quandary with, with the truth. Yeah. Um, And to know that, that, that the gritty stuff, the, the, the grit of life, um, it, it has a purpose. It has a purpose and it is welcome. Um, he, he's not, you know, ashamed of that grittiness. I mean, it's through the grittiness of the cross that we mm-hmm. can even be in relationship with him. So um, he's not, he's not shocked by it. He's not embarrassed by it. He's not, hey, get your grit together. And when you've got more grace flowing, then come back over here. No, that, right. that's not how it works. Thank the Lord. That's how we make it yeah. work sometimes. Right. That's how we want to make it work mm-hmm. with people and situations and stuff. Um, but no, that's not how we want to make it all works. nice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, well, that's you know, I, I was encouraged uh, when, when I was asking those questions, when I, cause I was journaling them out because sometimes it's like, I, I, when I'm just talking, or, or praying, like thinking, praying, you know, mm-hmm. uh, my words kind of get all jumbled and all over the place. So it's I'm like, I'm writing it down and so mm-hmm. I'm writing it all down. And God gave me this piece. Like, it's okay that you're asking me, like, yeah. this is relationship, you know, and you're not going to be, you're not going to remember every single thing, every minute of every day. <laughs> Why do you think that you will? Like, I, I mean, right. I, I always um, am faltered when I'm holding myself in this ridiculous, you know, esteem. Like, oh, I have to remember this and this and that and that. And oh, no, if I forget it, then what am I? And, you know, mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. real, because that's what happens to me. But, and just when you think you've got that one, you know, you've kind of grown in that area. Mm-hmm you do something or forget to do something or whatever that is not perfect in front of that person or persons that you thought really didn't, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like your heart is revealed yet again, where, Oh, why am I reacting this way? Because Mm -hmm. I forgot this appointment with so-and-so and I didn't respond that way when I forgot something with this other person over here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I am something about pleasing this person over here. I'm holding on to tightly. Yeah. And then taking that and not wanting to squash it because that's bad, but then learning how to, okay, Lord, you gave me this feeling. I'm going to sit with it and you are going to 
help me work, help me work through this. Not, okay, I'm going to put this feeling away because it's, it's people pleasing is bad. And no, I'm not going to, no, this, this rose up in my heart. What do you want me to do with it? Yep. It's safe for me to bring it before you. You're not yep. going to shame me. You're not going to make me feel less than. You gave me the feeling. You brought it up. Let, let's work through it. And so. and I know what he wants me to do with it. He wants me to surrender it to him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hands so, open. Hands open in front of him. Yeah. I'm I'm seeing that. Like I, I saw your hands and I was like, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's that is what it is. It's not about avoiding it. But and, and I did the exact same thing yesterday. I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm feeling afraid. I'm sorry that I'm, you know, mm. and I was caring about somebody's approval yesterday too. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I like, I give it right. to you. You take it. You do with it what you want. And I'm just going to be sitting here with my hands open. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and God is good. Like he's there and he's, and he wants to work through all of that with us. The nitty gritty, right? Yes. Yes. He does. I'm laughing like it's a grit. Pun intended. See how it all works out? Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. So Becky, how can we support you and stay connected to your journey? Oh, well, thank you so much for asking. Um, I think the the main way you can support me, stay connected with what's going on in Grit and Graceland is um, you can subscribe to my newsletter. Mm -hmm. um, And you find that on my webpage at www.grit-andgrace.com slash subscribe. And that, yeah, it's a free newsletter, send out with updates, helpful links, um, stuff that's happening, stuff that's coming in the future and all that good stuff. That would be uh, the number one way to connect and support me. And yeah, as far as uh, socials go, Instagram is my main social media, I guess, where I feel most comfortable. And uh, my username there is um, grit.com and grace okay and i tweet every now and again and uh, my username on twitter is at grit underscore and grace got it so we're gonna put all of that in the notes for people so they can just click if they want um i really appreciate you being here your time Mm -hmm. talking with me I, I really enjoyed uh, this conversation with you. It was like oh, I, energizing. I enjoyed it too. And I just, you know, there's always this, you know, that fear of, oh, okay, I've got to talk. I've got, I've got, I've got to do the whole speaking about myself in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, again, it's that, what we talked about, that faith over fear. Yep. The fear there. But the faith to do what God's called us to do, even, you know, talking to a new friend uh, for a mm-hmm. podcast. Um, yeah, it, it's been great. It's been great to, to just talk to you and just kind of encourage each other. And yes. yeah, it's been wonderful. Thank Agreed. you so much. Yes, thank you. Yeah. 
Thanks for being with me today. Let's keep practicing saying no to perfect and yes to truth. Take care.